What the Flux is brought to you by Flux at Work. Look after the financial well-being of your employees. This is What The Flux. I'm Justin. And I'm Anastasia. And it's Tuesday the 19th of April. Stage, great to have a little break. How was your break? Oh, so good. Consumed a lot of chocolate, Just. <laughs> That's what we love to hear. Now, after pictures of the disastrous lines at Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane Airport over the long weekend, you'd think that maybe this would be bad news for Qantas. But no, investors actually loved it. Kind of shows that travelling is back. And Qantas shares jumped over 7% last Thursday. As they say, Stage, any news is good news. That's right, Jazz. Now, an ATM in New York is now dispensing NFTs. Ooh. So all you got to do is input your card and out comes a box with a unique code for a mystery NFT. I love a bit of a mystery box. Stage, we have three mysterious stories today. Let's do it. For our first, AGL Energy has inked a deal to charge and discharge a massive battery without ever building or owning it. This sounds very confusing, Jazz. Please <laughs> explain. So AGL is a bit of a jack of all trades, does energy, does telco, does utilities. And it's got more than four and a half million residential and business customers across the country. But you know, Stage, with big energy comes big emissions. Mm-hmm. So AGL has partnered with a French renewables company called Neoen. Great pronunciation. And what does this partnership look like? Well, Neoen has a giant battery. We're talking 70 megawatts. That's enough electricity to power 14,000 houses. But the interesting part is that AGL will never take possession of this battery. It's only going to have virtual access to the 70 megawatt capital battery. And why is this important? Well, Stage, it means AGL can keep its power supply stable while it gradually closes its coal-fired plants. It also means it gets to take advantage of wholesale prices, which are increasingly negative. So what is the key learning here? So the wholesale electricity market is where generators like AGL buy and sell energy before they sell it on to customers with a markup. And while us as customers pay a flat rate, the wholesale market is crazy volatile. During the day, when the sun is out and solar mm-hmm. panels are pumping, there is a huge amount of supply. But it's also when the least people use their power. So it's generally cheap on the wholesale market during these times. But at night, when there is no solar power and everyone is using power, it can become pretty exy. Yeah. So now, AGL can buy up cheap energy and store it in Neoen's mega battery. Not only are they storing extra energy in supply, but they're also doing it on the cheap. For our second story, three major suppliers have had to pause their production of iPhones, iPads and Mac computers after Shanghai set some pretty strict COVID lockdowns. Harsh scenes in Shanghai at the Mojas. What is the story? (laughs) Shanghai announced a new zero COVID policy which aims to eliminate the disease entirely. Ah, that approach sounds eerily familiar, (laughs) (laughs) Jazz. But this ain't good news for a lot of businesses, especially Apple. Three major Apple suppliers have had to shut up shop around Shanghai as a result of the lockdown. We've got iPhone assembler Pegatron, notebook and MacBook maker Quanta, and iPad maker Compel Electronics. And they're all out of action for the foreseeable future. And if this goes on much longer stage, it could be more than iPhones that we're out of. So what's the key learning? As they say in the investing world, diversification is key. And the exact same thing goes for manufacturing. You see, Shanghai is a global manufacturing hub. 85% of Apple's manufacturing facilities are in Asia. Of that, 42% are in China. Which means when it's locked down, a lot of the world's key brands are locked out. 
So with many of those manufacturers having to close their doors, mm-hmm. Apple's supply is about to be crunched. But Stage, it ain't just Apple. We're talking steel, cars, electricals, clothing. A lot of it gets manufactured in Shanghai. And by investing so heavily in one demographic, Apple and co haven't hedged their bets. For our third and final story, Juz, Nintendo has combined its two most famous franchises, Ooh. Wii Sports and the Switch, to make Nintendo Switch Sports. <laughs> Almost as creative as Warner Bros. Discovery Stage, what is the story? So, Nintendo is the gaming powerhouse behind all our fave 90s and noughties games. We've got Pokemon, Mario, Animal Crossing, Wii Sports, which sold 83 million units, and the Switch, which has sold 104 million units since 2017. And now, now, the 133-year-old Japanese gaming lords have released Nintendo Switch Sports. But Sage, it ain't just a game. You can also connect, interact with your friends without the use of a VR headset. But don't you dare call it the metaverse, Jazz, because <laughs> Nintendo wants no part in that right now. So what is the key learning here? Swimming against the tide is often the most courageous decision of all. Or sometimes the silliest. We know that all gaming companies right now are talking about the metaverse. We've had Fortnite owner Epic Games raise $1 billion to work on the idea. And Battlegrounds creator Crafton create its own metaverse. Even Facebook changed its name to Meta. And while the metaverse does have a lot of potential, it isn't for everyone or every company. Nintendo has its own unique approach to virtual interaction. You know, those little wee characters you can create <laughs> or chefs for overcooked. <laughs> but you don't need headsets or any special technology. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Which is why Nintendo doesn't reckon the metaverse can add any special touch for its users right now. I like it. Fluxam, I'm going to be putting my feet up on a warm sunny beach over the next couple of days. So Stage, you're taking over. I can't wait. Very small shoes to fill, so I'm sure you'll do it very, very well. Fluxfam, thanks for listening and Brett and Stage will see you tomorrow. Justin, can you believe that 60% of employees say that finances are their number one source of stress? On top of that, a financially stressed employee is 2.2 times more likely to leave a company. Scary stuff, Justin. Luckily, here at Flux, financial well-being is our bread and butter, so we've created a new product to solve this problem. It's called Flux at Work, and it helps employees reduce financial stress and improve financial well-being. So if you want to learn more, head to flux.finance work, and Brett will be in touch. Mm-hmm.